Anyways, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, welcome. Because Sorry. we are... Yeah, Betsy's just making noise over there. Sorry. Because <laughs> we are on the eve of World War III, uh, we thought we would chat about uh, house pet warriors. <laughs> Could your uh, chinchilla be a ninja for... Can you imagine if uh, Dozer were a weapon of war? She would just turn circles, turn circles, turn circles. Yeah, she would be a centrifuge. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so we're... we're, uh, It did happen. Oh. There is some stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, Yeah. And I really, truly know... Like almost nothing, to be uh, honest. Yeah. I've heard I've heard things, but as far as like knowing, I've heard that I've heard that uh, this all started over a dam that was built and water that was blocked, you know, and and after many many attempts to rectify that situation, that you know this was the only the only way. I've heard that parts of Ukraine actually want to be Russian. I don't I don't know what parts, the truth is. Parts of them actually voted to become a part of Russia back in Obama's era. I don't know. There's been separatists shelling Ukraine. Ukrainians are claiming that they're being shelled back, but we don't have a record of that, but honestly, we're getting it filtered through a media. Yeah. So I don't know. Um I have I seen know. videos. Yeah. That are kind of surfacing of, you know, missiles and and jets and helicopters and, you know, fire. Lots <laughs> of video of fire. Uh, what's so sad to me is it's like there are like real people living their daily lives with children and elderly and caught in the middle of all of this political garbage. Mm-hmm. Like they're like real people and... That's the that's the thing that you know would stop me. I guess if I were in a position to make that decision. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I yeah. Whatever's going on. It's horrible. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, and what do you think our part will be in it? What do I want our part to be in it? No, not what you want, because that's not what they're going to do. But what do you think? I mean, we're obviously going to engage. We're part of NATO. What do I want our part to be in it? (laughs) Back to that. (laughs) No, seriously, I don't. I, I want no part in it. Yeah. Like none. Nit. Nit. How do you say it in? How do you say it in Russian? You say, uh, I think you said it. In I, I mean, we just really should mind our own damn business. Yes, we like, should. Like, this doesn't involve us. Yeah, I I agree. Anyway. I, I, I don't know. And from what I understand, Russia's stock market took a giant dive. And... Uh, I know, here's what concerns me the most is that 
when you start um when you start down the path to war uh, or okay no let's put it this way okay so our president doesn't have an exemplary approval rating right now and presidents commonly get us involved in war and i don't think there's a win in this war i mean if we go if you'll oblige me for my nerdy history moment for a minute when the ussr fell uh george bush senior made some promises that we're not going to encroach into formerly Soviet states. No, they're breaking off. The, the UN is not going to. Or NATO. And, uh, well, Bill Clinton disagreed. So, next thing you know, we're in Turkey. Turkey was pushing up on the ground, but we're in uh, Belarus and Estonia and everything else. Which gets uh, the Russians... You know, the hairs on their neck start standing up. A little worked up. Yeah, because NATO was specifically organized to fight R Russia, to fight communist Russia. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. Man, I hope that, I hope we can get through this. I, I personally hope that it's a show of force that brings to an end um as peacefully as possible this era between them and however they resolve it i it, i guess it just as unempathetic as it sounds it just doesn't involve us however they choose to solve it and, and i you. And I understand that there are people involved and the humanitarian efforts are going to want to get involved under the, the scope of, of that there are people involved in rescuing those people. And I love that, but getting involved is a loss of ours and theirs. Yeah, I don't know what a win over there would look like. I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, what would a win look like? Is there such a thing? But anyways, so mm. we are on the eve of war. We are on, uh, yeah, World War Three. It's here. It's on If us. Putin could pick a house pet, what do you think he would pick? Oh. <laughs> mm. Well, we know... <laughs> Putin likes dogs. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. We saw that video of mm -hmm. uh, that. Uh, so he probably wouldn't pick dogs. Oh, you mean for a weapon? Yeah. I wonder how he, how he feels about cats or parakeets, macaws maybe. I mean, I remember the pet chinchilla. I had pet chinchillas, yes, yes. I remember the pet chinchilla. Those are cute little fluffy creatures. And they're nocturnal, though, so they would take the bomb and sleep all day long with it. And well, and there are some sugar gliders in the family. <gasps> there are. Oh, Barbie would be so sad if they used sugar gliders. Although sugar gliders, I mean, I'm just saying, they're a little crazy. Kind of little buttholes sometimes. <laughs> they would. They bark. Yeah. 
Hi. Oh, what's up, King of Hueco Mundo? Hi, King of Hueco Mundo. Oh, yeah. It is time. Yep, it is. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're just uh, kind of spitballing on the uh, eve of World War III. I don't know. So we do know Russia has moved uh, peacekeeping forces into the Donask and the Lonask. I don't know what the names are. And we're, and we're going to use quotations. Into, and those are like counties. Peacekeeping. Well, uh, that's what he claims they are. Correct. Um, they are, and it looks like an armored division or an armored unit. So, But he calls them peacekeeping forces. But, I mean... Uh, let's face it. I mean, if there if there's a water issue, I would hope that that this show of force well, resolves that, and that those who have voted to become part of Russia are allowed to just do that for the sake of the lives involved. There's a there are so many issues. How do you go into how, do you go into when we had Ukraine disarm, saying we would defend them when yeah when uh. I mean, and then you've got, of course, the Caspian Sea right there, and the or the Baltic Sea, the Baltic Sea, I think so, and the warm water ports, and Russia kind of needs something like that. And then you go into uh, Russia has a little egg on its face over uh, the USSR collapsing, and then all these nations, you know, breaking away. But you've also got those people in the eastern part of Ukraine, voted to become a part of Russia, I want to say in like 2014. Um, the USSR, while it was in control, would commonly move Russian people there, like Chernobyl. Right. Was ran by ethnically Russians in Ukraine. Correct. And so it, the USSR... They, the culture was Russian at Chernobyl. Well, the, the USSR would move historically Russian peoples to areas they'd conquer, such as Poland and Estonia and Latvia and Chechnya and Czechoslovakia. You know, we could go on forever. And, and I think they did that so that they could make their, uh, you know, ever successful communist utopia... Um, by mixing the cultures and kind of some dilution, making a yeah, making a new yeah all around culture. So you so know the those, best part about all of this so far, Germany has said we will not engage. Well, Germany <laughs> is in a hard in a tough spot. Yeah, it's winter, and all of their uh, heating gas comes from Russia. Mm -hmm. So Germany can't engage. <laughs> Yep. So I don't know. Remains to be seen what happens there. But anyway, so in lieu of that, we're talking about um, about our governments using or possibly attempting pet warriors. to use, yeah, <sighs> uh, weaponizing your your family pet. You know, your macaw. Your you know, I don't know what other weird pot-bellied pigs. People have rats as pets too. Yeah. Gerbils. I don't They're, know if they've ever used a gerbil. We have a rat story coming up uh, in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and goldfish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they lob the whole bowl. <laughs> so I, I'll give them this, although it makes me question the intelligence of the central 
intelligence agency. The I maybe should be changed to a U, the CUA, the unintelligence agency. However, however, central unintelligent. Yes, the the CUA did find things that people would just not notice. The CUA. The CUA. They did find things. I mean, they cats, for instance. Like if you see like a cat wandering around, you're just like, oh, it's a cat. Well, you you're just not, go. You're not alarmed. You're not going to pay attention to a cat. Where a dog uh, of any significant size might alarm you. Or or a really small dog. You may want to like, oh, oh, oh come here. You know, yeah, where's your owners? Yeah. yeah. Where and cats, also dogs, you basically just leave them alone. Feral cats, you're like, oh, cats. Yeah. You know? They're, they're, uh, same with rats. Pretty mm, rats, you know, you don't try to save them. There's no white woman out there putting bandanas on. You met my ex wife, right? <laughs> feral rats. Is there feral rats? And unfair? I'm sure there is. She'd have brought home everything. <laughs> At one point, we had seven dogs in the house. It's true. It's true. It was awful. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah. On did you want to do a news story first? Uh, you should do a news yeah, story. Yeah, we could break out the news story first. But King of Wecomundo says shortly after or he says, Have you guys ever read or read about or heard of a young uh bout that died? Sorry, Wecomundo, I'm having a hard time reading day. Jesus was shown the future apocalypse. And he said, World War III, and then demons will arrive here, here and kill us all. They're already among us. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk, you know, demons equal evil, they're if everywhere. If we're going to be honest. Yeah. All right. So we'll go with my uh, my news story first. I, I kind of read this somewhere. I didn't, I didn't follow it. So obscure. So a security guard, a board security guard... Um, a newly hired guard at the Yeltsin Center in Russia. Russia. Russia-centric show today. <laughs> it's like Russia, man. <laughs> is finally facing charges after defacing a valuable painting on his first day at work. Dude. The executive director of the Boris Yeltsin Presidential Center in, I ain't even going to try. Ekaterinburg. Yeah. It said in his statement that the security guard had worked for a private security company and was now fired. They did not, however, identify who the security guard was that had vandalized the painting. Anna Leparaskaya's three figures is a valuable piece of abstract art that was painted between the years of 1932 and 1934. <gasps> it is insured for 75 million rubles. Okay, he's a plant. Or about a buck Full 25. stop. No security guard shows up day one and does this. He's a plant hired by Anna because that was her, oh, I'm just calling it, that was her, her cash cow, 75 million rubles. But she it between 32 and 34, which means... So then it was her family. She would be 90. Anna, whatever her last name is, she Leporskaya. was a Sylvia avant-garde artist during her life. <laughs> so we're just gonna scroll up so everyone can see it so the faces are for those uh listening the it's it's three fa they look like bowling pin faces it's like a 
expressionist art which is you know good shading and humana humana it's not funny it's it you know it's it looks it's like kind of funny a ginger lady and two guys with dark hair behind her I'm, I'm gonna be honest i like the uh security guards version more okay so on the two guys behind her the security guard drew they're they're faceless faces there's no faces on there so on the the picture the security guard drew um and uh, eyes on the guys behind the centerpiece lady eyeballs give my and just circle eyes not even fancy but i was thinking what if this guy had some googly eyes <laughs> well googly eyes would have been the better option that would have been so because they awesome. could have been removed well with very little damage a painting like this is likely done in oil back in the 1920s 1930s but and I, it will it will cost a lot in restoration to remove those very well-placed eyeballs which by the way he could have gone a little avant-garde and like made them slanted or one bigger than the other well he kind of did that on accident looks like but <laughs> He just took his pen out and whoop, whoop, whoop on the two guys Who in back. Who does that? It would have been outstanding, though. If they had googly eyes, then you pop like a vibrator in the bottom of the frame. And they shake. So the googly eyes wiggle. And that would have, that would have, mm. that would have been fantastic. I don't know who, I don't know what kind of person starts day one. <laughs> I know it's his first day on the job. Unless he was hired <laughs> to do this for the insurance payout i love it <laughs> day one you can't even make it through your first day break rooms down the hall remember when you lift the velvet rope you want to lift it towards your body allow them to come through do not lift it away from your body because then they have to walk through your arm it doesn't work it's a whole thing you know we'll see you in the morning and then he pulls it out of his little pocket protector <laughs> <laughs> and then he sits down <laughs> like mr bean what if this after, is mr what bean. if after he was done he did the old <laughs> this is this is mr bean steps, if you've ever seen mr bean he steps back and holds his thumb up <laughs> <laughs> and why did he stop at the two behind <laughs> like she doesn't get eyeballs the one in the front i guess it's she or he well it looks like a her because of the way one hair right one side of <laughs> oh good hell first day on the job mm. oh all right betsy anyway okay Tonight, today we're talking about a couple of uh a couple of different uh you know weapons of war yeah a couple of different weapons things that went down war. so we're gonna start this is not funny. I only find it funny because it's so stupid. Uh, yeah. But it's really not funny. Yeah. So, the CIA, mm -hmm. in the early 1960s, mm -hmm. in their attempt to spy or, or make ways of spying, actually put together an operation called Acoustic Kitty, which sounds um, pornographic, <laughs> especially following on the heels of Midnight Climax. 
they weren't planted in those kitties. They were planted in house pets and feral cats. So what they did is they would collect by way of trapping these feral cats and they had um, very skilled veterinaries that would create like this cyborg. So this veterinary would implant a microphone in the ear of the cat and a radio transmitter at the base of its skull. This was super invasive. <laughs> right underneath its tail. <laughs> <laughs> then the surgeon under this cat's fur would weave an antenna inside the cat's fur so you get good reception uh, i can't with the kua i can't like how did this were they sitting around in a bar and they were like yeah. in the days they were microdosing each other so <laughs> right like clearly acid was involved in this <laughs> in this operation creation at some point, somebody suggested, yeah, we should use cats as microphones and, like, <laughs> listen to people. Maybe they saw a cat across the street and were like, this is a great idea. <laughs> so they make these cyborg cats. They're just cats, but they've been invasively treated. It would have been wild had they made them remote control, too. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not. It's a terrible thing. Now, they had hoped that they could train the cat to sit near foreign officials. Okay, back to my original comment. Have they ever seen a cat? You cannot train a cat to sit. Cats do not give two craps. It's a pretty good point. About... I mean, go grab your cat. I promise you, your cat's going to do what it wants to do. If it wants to stay, it'll stay. If it doesn't, it'll leave. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. Although the boy does give the cat baths. Okay, that makes me question his <laughs> intelligence. And the cat suffers through it. Like, do you have a death wish? <laughs> It just sounds like, a, <laughs> like yeah. he's torturing it in there. It sounds awful. So then the CIA, so they collect these feral cats, mind you, feral. You can't even handle a feral cat, let alone. <laughs> I mean, they could have thrown it. Well, they probably got the, the dart guns knocking the cats out where they are. Yeah, but the cat's going to wake up feral. It's not going to be trainable. Well, that's true, but you just have it in a cage. How do you train it? After it's been feral. You don't. It's impossible. Show me one cat trainer who would go pick up a feral What's that? street cat and train it. What's that guy who did that? Caesar. Yeah, Caesar. Uh, He's the dog whisperer. I forget his name. Malone or Yeah, Caesar something. Mal Malone. Something. Anyway. But yeah, imagine. Uh, I'm going to challenge him. Yeah. Caesar, if you're listening. Show me a feral cat that you've trained. I wonder I mean, if the CIA has someone that's a... <laughs> Stop it. A cat whisper. A feral cat. So You must show the cat you are the boss. Here's what they thought in their drunken stupor, was that these cats would then transmit their private conversations, these foreign officials, 
two CIA operatives. Okay, lay this out for me. Foreign official shows up. Okay, so... They don't... What? A, the cat shows up and they just say, Hello, kitty. And they pet the cat. Uh, they're not Dr. Evil. I, you know most cats, when they stop moving, go on vacation and start cleaning themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be about 80% of what you hear. <laughs> a cat grinding away on its nether regions. I would give my left arm to hear the actual recordings they got from these cats. <laughs> so for its first official test, the CIA staffers drove these cats to the park. And tried to catch a conversation of these two men sitting on a bench. Now, this was a test. They had yeah. it set up after they had already went to Cesar Malvez and... <laughs> yes. <laughs> this doesn't end well. It's not funny. But they, they put this cat in the park <laughs> to go listen in on a conversation with these two men sitting on a park bench. The cat immediately wanders into the street and is promptly squished by a taxi. How much of your tax dollars went to that? <sighs> okay. Turns out cats are not very trainable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on their final exam, because they tried it several times, and these cats produced nothing of value. <laughs> absolutely nothing of value so the cia concluded our final examination convinced us that the program would not lend itself in a practical sense to our highly specialized needs <laughs> just cats licking their junk i i can't i i don't believe in this case we're going to cover some others but i don't believe in this case that the cia um, killed the animals, but they really do Hold not on. know cats. What if they were successful and they're just telling us they weren't? And they're a bunch of feral cats. And all the cats out there you see walking on a fence are actually listening. Are spy cats. And the NSA doesn't hack our computers. They just listen with cats. It's just a cat hack. Bubs is a spy cat. That I, yeah, I would believe that. That's why Dozer chases him back downstairs because she doesn't want him listening Dozer's, to conversations. Dozer's up here. my 007. <laughs> I can't. I cannot with these operations. Didn't they make a cartoon about something like evil cats and good uh -huh. dogs mm -hmm. like a decade ago? Yeah. Yeah. Dogs are good, cats are bad. It's because Oops. they're spies. Now we know. Now we know. Yeah. Uh, that is. So we, so I went digging around and I found a few more. I found a and, seven. And I'm gonna more. I'm gonna preface this by saying, this is not a conspiracy. I wish it was. <laughs> this is true. This is proven to be true. Yeah, yeah. This uh, actually freaking happened. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay, go ahead. Well, King of Wakamundo says, I heard cats can find their way home if it's taken to another location. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm sure that's true. And I'm, and I'm here to tell you. The ones that don't, I'm sure don't care. 
if you lose your cat, you didn't lose your cat. He left you. Yeah. Well, Full stop. He'll yeah. be back when he wants to come I'm back. sure the cat didn't care at all. Okay, so to finish the show out on on a good <laughs> scene of Jared. So we've got a... Uh, other instances because they didn't stop i mean this is only one of the ones we'll talk about with cats the other one's even worse you know some of them really are um but there are they didn't stop they didn't go like yeah this isn't gonna work they went hmm let's try the let's try the next pet yeah make a list of pets (laughs) (laughs) bring on the hamster And then the German lady behind her repeats the yelling. (laughs) All right. Seven insane military attempts to weaponize animals. Yeah. And I'm reading this on cracked.com. Okay. From Hannibal's mighty elephants to Genghis Khan's swift horses. Now, horses have been used as weapons of war forever. Correct. Elephants were used. I mean. Not independently, though. They were they weren't trained horses yeah they didn't they didn't use the horse to like crawl across that well on on some of the cartoons they did but anyways okay uh, to those hover sharks the british use in the falklands what is a hover shark i don't know didn't tell me in this but some animals go further we speak, of course, of the exploding animals, those four-legged friends who trotted bravely into battle <laughs> for the sole purpose of blowing stuff. Tiny little purple hearts. <laughs> Even if they don't know that's what they're doing. Aww. Okay. Okay. Number seven. This one, this one only works if you don't see them, because if you see a rat approaching, you immediately leave the area. Well, you and Grandma, yeah. Yes. Rats don't bother me. With I, I will never now, succumb they, to rat bombs. They use a spider, we might have an issue. <laughs> Tiny little spider bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1941 was a dark year for England. The Germans had already subjugated half of Europe. The Luftwaffe was pounding London from the air, and U-boats were inflicting terrible losses along Allied shipping routes. Assailed on all sides, the English searched for a high and uh, searched high and low for a chink in the seemingly impenetrable armor of the German war machine. Then someone said, I've "Got it, rat bombs," and the entire course of the war was changed. Not at all. How big of a bomb can a rat carry? I mean, I guess I've seen rats in New York. They could carry a grenade. (laughs) But your average rat? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, what are we talking? Like, blow a toe off? Oh, rat bomb. (laughs) And what are we talking? Well, if it blows the toe off, that maims him. Then takes two more guys to carry him to the back. That's true. Dear God, what have we done? Developed by the Special Operations Executive, these were actual rat carcasses stuffed with explosives. The plan was to sow German coal supplies with rat bombs in the hopes that the rats would be shoveled into boilers along with the coal, whereupon the heat would detonate the bombs. If successful, the damage to German infrastructure could have been massive. 
Do you remember that prison thing where that person was like stuffing drugs into rats and then lobbing them over the bed? Rat bolt. That was in England also. Those English, they they do have a lot of rats. They've got why a rat don't they problem. talk? We don't talk about the English use of rats. They were taking rat carcasses. It, we talked about it in an earlier show, and they were kind of taking the guts out. Yeah, they were taxidermying rats and around then they drugs. Were, yeah, hollowing them out, so to speak, and then they were sewing drugs uh-huh. inside to these rats, and then they were standing outside the prison fence, and they were uh, no, ratapulting them. No. We decided them. they had a trebuchet. Lots <laughs> they <were> of <laughs> incoming <laughs> Dude, rat falls from the sky yeah that we were but yeah they were getting drugs delivering so this is a common english thing i'm gonna have to ask my english friends okay what is it with rat bombs the result the germans intercepted the first shipment of rat bombs and alerted to the threat began scouring their coal supplies for sus- suspiciously stiff bomb-shaped rat carcasses whereupon the british gave up on the whole idea or at least that's what they want the rest of the world to think yeah we give it up so bomb-shaped so it's around <laughs> it's, its tail is the fused <laughs> like a cartoon like a bomb cartoon bomb oh no okay okay now i'm gonna the next one is firebirds and bat bombs but i'm gonna do a little talk. The Japanese during World War II did release parachutes with incendiary devices that came over here and actually started fires in uh, Portland, um, in well, in Oregon, Washington, and Northern California. So they were parachutes that were dropped nope, in specific they were areas? balloons that they just filled up and let them go. Wherever the wind would take them. Yep. It was just to break infrastructure. We'll have to do a show on that. And on that's unit, smarter than and on unit 731 sometime okay the bat one this one doesn't go into it as much as i would like because this is this is uh this story is hilarious all right since the beginning of time man has looked at ah the majestic or the majesty of birds in flight and thought if only those bastards were on fire <laughs> man that'd be awesome that'd be amazing and uh, i well you know sometimes i like to go vegetarian and eat chicken and i put it on fire indeed those people have been trying to use birds as indecent incendiary weapons for ages the thinking was that if you caught the birds that nested within a walled city and attached fire to them somehow they would return to their nests and start an inferno and that has been done historically. If China. you start a small fire, the birds will spread it. Yeah. Well, they'll pick up embers yep. and lit pieces and drop them everywhere. And they do that on purpose because they're evil. Chinese military manuals from the Tang and Ming dynasties describe the technique. And it was put to use in both Olga of Kiev. Now, Olga of Kiev. All right. I'm going to try to tell the story off the hip. They had like a subordinate kingdom that the king went to visit and that kingdom's lord took the king hostage and killed him. So Olga, so Olga was pissed, you know, killed the father of her son and 
killed her husband, which I maybe she loved or kind of liked a little, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, so then the uh, so then that Lord sent a boat to Olga with uh, with uh, um, like an emissary on it. And so she, the emissary, they all came and she said, okay, you guys take a nap in your, in your boat and whatever, we'll get the party ready. And so then they woke up, she, they had dropped the boat into a giant hole and then just left him in there to die. And then the king sends another, or the, the Lord sends another emissary and, and, uh, and they're like, oh, where's the other one at? Oh, he's having such a great time. He's out seeing the land, whatever. Come on in. And the king's like, or the Lord's like, okay, you're going to marry me now, right? Because I killed your husband. Now I get to be king by marrying you. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, let's do it. And then they have a party. She kills him and then releases birds, incendiary birds that burn that whole village to the ground. So this is a true story. It did happen. I know I told mm. it rough. I hadn't read about it in a while, but yeah. And then you've got in the 10th century and Viking badass Harold. Harold Hadrad in the 11th century, and it was success both times. Look at that flame and burn. Yeah, you got a flame and Mormon dive bomber. But the idea didn't reach its full potential until the final years of World War II when an American dental surgeon stick to teeth dude named lyle s adams tried to come up with a way to bring japan to its knees now fire bombs work exceptionally well in japan because everything's built out of wood dear god what have we done instead of birds though adams proposed using bats millions of them each bat would have a small incendiary charge attached to its leg the bats would then be packed by the thousands into special bomb casings dropped over the targets. At the right altitude, the casings would open and release the bats in a hellstorm of leathery wings, seldom seen outside the meatloaf album cover. When dawn came, the bats would go off in search of some nice dark place to sleep, like a nice big building, or a barn, or, as you'll see in the future, other fun times. Later, timers would detonate the charges and all hell would break loose. That's what the rat bombs look like. Yeah, Batman's holding them. They've got a picture of the old school <laughs> Batman holding a cartoon bomb. The result. Initial results were promising, including one large-scale test that involved considered that all involved considered a rousing success. Unfortunately, the military pulled the plug on the project when the atomic bomb came along. Even though that bomb didn't involve any bats at all. Let me tell you the story. So, they get all these bats. They're down at the brand new air base built in, uh, in New Mexico. They get all these bats. Now, they need to set the bats to hibernate. So, they freeze them. Because <laughs> they don't want the bats to escape too soon. Well, I guess, uh, you know, it was Japan that figured out freezing temperatures and all that of bodies during World right. War II. Mm -hmm. uh, 
they figured out how much water's in us too uh by torturing chinese people but anyways so shooting off the hip here one time they froze them too much and the bombs fell and the bats fell and they all went splat one time they didn't freeze them enough and they started flying around inside of the aircraft and <laughs> the time they were successful they burned this brand new air base to the ground <gasps> so they let them out now not just this air base it burned the tower down it burned two of the four hangers down. It burned a farmer's barn. It burned a field. It these bats. It it was a complete success. Uh, exactly what the plan was meant to do. They just burn shit. Didn't plan on burning down this brand new airfield. Mm. The airfield was literally built at the beginning of war. It was less than two years old. The the paint might not have dried in some of the shadier places. I can't. I do not see that as a per personally as a success. However, go. Yeah. CIA. All right. Cat bombs. World War II was the golden age of the dive bomber. Dive bombers were especially used to attack high-value targets such as ships. But even experienced pilots in state-of-the-art planes sometimes missed. How could military engineers improve accuracy when the guidance technology at the time was so limited? If you just jumped to your feet and shouted cats, of course, then you too could be a military engineer. <laughs> cats. And, okay, cats were common to find their way onto these ships. They, become, they became like mascots. Yeah. However... Not, Seeing one fall from the sky, not delivered from you know eighty feet, would at, alert at three hundred miles yes, an hour. Yes, in the middle of the ocean. So according to the book, a higher form of killing, which I did double check, is a real book. A higher form of killing, it it's there by Brian uh, Preston. It is there. It's a real book. A couple people have questioned me on this, and it's okay. It's okay to question me. But this was a project of the Office of Strategic Services. Now, if anyone, that's the pre-runner to the CIA. The thinking was that cats hated water so much that if you dropped a cat bomb in the general vicinity of a ship, the cat would instinctively guide the bomb to the deck below in order to avoid getting wet. Exactly how a 10-pound cat was supposed to guide a 500-pound bomb is unclear, but I digress. In fact, the entire concept may have been based on experts' confusion between real cats and the sentient ones you see in cartoons. <laughs> I, I can't with these fools. The result. The project never got past the testing stage. It seemed the cats tended to lose consciousness <laughs> when plunging towards the earth at terminal velocity while strapped to a bomb. And that, that, you don't say. That as much as anything is why cats will never be man's best friend. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. I think cats have been... <laughs> subjected to this for long enough that they they as an entire species we should retire them have semi turned on humans <laughs> like it's generational trauma being handed down from cat generation to cat generation 
Like they're storing this trauma. Next, we've got camels, mules, horses, and donkeys. What were they thinking? Back in 1978, the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. A homegrown resistance movement, the Mujahideen, soon rose up to challenge the invaders. And the CIA, reasoning that the enemy of the enemy is our friend, wasted no time in helping to train, finance, and equip them. Thank God the CIA never acts without considering long-term consequences. With that part out of the way, in almost every other country in the world, one of the main weapons of a small guerrilla force fighting an invading superpower would be the car bomb, the classic weapon of asymmetrical warfare. Unfortunately, we're talking about Afghanistan, a country so bereft of motor vehicles that driving a Pinto will probably get you get you laid oh. in the absence of a ready supply of cars the cia turned to the next best thing camels now i have to throw out that uh i've seen videos of um i think their favorite animal is sheep and goats just throwing just gonna say that is that why they developed the men who talk to sheep well Maybe it was a training Maybe exercise to try and train them. Their favorite animal is sheep and goats in the absence of women. Uh, okay, and you now can I'm, watch now drone I'm footage you. of that stuff. Okay, now I'm following. And it's comical. The Soviet Gross. Union was finally defeated and driven out of Afghanistan by 1989. But whether the ultimate cause was domestic politics, global economics, or wave after wave of dull-eyed camel bombs, we may never know. What we do know is that the idea of strapping a bomb to a beast of burden and sending it off to its fiery doom caught on around the world. Of course, each culture puts its own spin on the idea. In India, they used mules. In Colombia, they used horses. And in the Palestinian territories, they used donkeys. These poor animals. I know. And of course, we have the Australian military whose entire strategy depends on kangaroos bouncing along with bombs strapped to their... Oh, wait, that was also a cartoon. <laughs> All right, anti-tank dogs. I can tell Betsy's not going to like this story. I'm not going to like this story at all. In 1941 was a dark year for England. We already went through that. It was even darker for Russia. In June, the Germans invaded and quickly overran the babushka-loving country's meager defenses with Germany... German armor leading the way. The Russians, desperately short on anti-tank weapons, seemed powerless to stop the armored onslaught until they remembered that A, they have plenty of dogs, and B, it's really easy to trick dogs. Anti-tank dogs were trained to seek food that had been hidden underneath tanks. When their training was complete, the dogs were starved for days on end and then fitted with harnesses that held lever-activated bombs and finally turned loose into the path of oncoming armor. When a dog ran underneath a German tank looking for a tasty treat, the lever was tripped and the bomb was triggered. So they would feed him under tanks so that when a dog saw a tank, it would automatically think there's food under that. It is a horrible, absolutely horrendous thing to do. But it's smarter than feral cats. <laughs> Results were mixed. The dogs, or Hundminen, as the German called them, are credited with destroying 300 German tanks. Unfortunately, they also destroyed an unspecified number of Russian tanks. 
<laughs> okay. But that was cold comfort for the Germans. Didn't think that through, did you? Exactly. Oh, we drive these also. Exactly. Go, get away, get away. <laughs> Exasperated, they set out to solve the problem in a fashion that was familiar to them by killing all the dogs in Eastern Europe. Mm. Anti-mine monkeys. Monkeys have been used in horrendous ways for a long time. Iraq is a dangerous place. In addition to car bombs, roadside bombs, and all manner of improvised explosive devices, American troops must also watch out for old-fashioned landmines. Iraq is riddled with such mines left over from conflicts past, and clearing them is a dangerous and time-consuming process. If only there was a faster, cheaper, and crueler way to do it, perhaps involving monkeys. Enter Morocco, the land of the Kasbah. The source of Europe's best hash. While not an official member of the Coalition of the Willing, hey, not everyone's cool enough to hang out with the likes of Estonia and Tonga, Morocco has been supportive of the, U supportive of the U.S.-led effort in Iraq. So supportive, in fact, that in 2003, they offered to contribute their most preci precious non-hash resource to the cause, monkeys. And not just any monkeys, these monkeys were trained to detect landmines. And by detect, we mean run around shrieking and flinging poo until they stepped on one. It's a level of detection. And it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. How did these people sleep at night? <laughs> the result, there wasn't one. The U.S. military perhaps feeling that the situation in Iraq was volatile enough without adding a, a wave, wave. fun wave of suicidal monkeys to the mix to find the offer. Thus, about 20,000 monkey explodes on mine. Oh, YouTube videos would never come to existence. I can't. All right. These people are evil. And number one. WMDs, Whales of Mass Destruction. <laughs> the true WMD. For 50 years, well, we've got Sharknado. Imagine if that was real and you could aim it. But maybe that's what Harp is gearing up to learn to do, to make a Sharknado and Sharknado. fling it at the bad guy. For 50 years, the world stood poised on the brink of nuclear annihilation. Both sides spent trillions of dollars searching for the ultimate deterrent. A way to strike at the enemy against which there was no defense, but there was, there was only so much technology could do. Missiles, bombers, and submarines all had their shortcomings. If only there was some other way to deliver, deliver a nuclear payload. If only. Oh, screw it. Whales. It is well known that the U.S. Navy employs dolphins and sea lions for seeking out underwater mines and that sort of thing. But that's not all they're up to. According to the former Navy Katakian trainer, whale trainer? Ocean trainer, yes. The Navy also runs a program to train orcas, a.k.a. killer whales, to deliver nuclear weapons to enemy shores, an attack that would be almost undetectable. The American government denies these claims, which, as we all know, means they're true. Hold on. So they just swim the fish up to the shore and then The pop. fish swims. That means that it's got a nuclear payload. Nuclear. Just start with that. Well, how many? Payload. 
How many eyes does it and, have at the end of this? And it's cut loose <laughs> into the ocean. Oh, seal. <laughs> which is, it's unfathomably large. <laughs> and it has a nuclear payload. Yeah, nuclear payload. I, I can't. <laughs> nuclear war never broke out. And for any weapon meant to act as a deterrent, that kind of counts as a success. We're thinking. But Russia is fast becoming a renewed threat. And for all we know, they're feverishly working to close the whale gap at this very moment. If so, our only hope may be to suspend all those anti-whaling conventions and turn the Japanese and Norwegians loose to do what they do best. But they'd better be thorough. Because all it takes is one rogue nuke whale swimming out for revenge. Now, none of these are I, good ideas. I don't know if I believe all those stories. Now, I do know the bat bomb is true. That was reported in the uh, military newspapers of the time, and, and it's commonly gets like a, a shout back. But. That is... And Acoustic uh, Kitty was absolutely true. And Acoustic Kitty was true. Um, and the bat bomb, or I mean the cat bombs. Yeah, the cat bombs, okay, that comes from a book, uh, A Higher Level of Killing, supposedly true. But anyways, so to close it out, on the eve of war, World War III, um, if the army calls you up and says, hey, what are you going to do to help out your country, you can... Uh, you know, maybe offer up a pet, you know, maybe they can, you know, do something like that. But we are, uh, it is scary times in Europe right now. I'm hoping we can figure out how to de-escalate all of that. Um, makes you wonder what is going on behind the scenes. scenes. And it, it seems like the information even coming out of Ukraine is, uh, is split and riddled so maybe the best policy would be for ukraine to let those areas that voted to leave ukraine let them go sounds better than more not to mention i mean i know everyone we're supposed to be afraid of russia but you know russia's whole gdp is about the same of what we spend on defense no i didn't know that yeah what we spend now or historically because well, we're we spend, well we spend openly one like one billion on defense i think and their gdp is like 1.4 billion their gdp is less than brazil uh less than california russia you're not very successful but um yeah i think that uh I hope we can, you know, not go to war, not blow up the earth. I mean, mm. you know, though, if it's going to happen, I mean, this would probably be the decade to do it in because, you know, we're off to a good start already. It's true. It's true. No surprise. Yeah. You'd be like, all right, now it's war. Yep. All right. Let's go through the rest of these comments and close it down. In Russia, there was a leader that wanted to make a super soldier by trying to get ape human hybrid crazy, but very true. Trying to get woman pregnant. Yes. Yes. And they've also done 
Russia did crazy tests too. They cut dog's head off, sold it back on, see how long they keep it alive. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we should uh, check that out. To get an army of ape human soldiers. Could you imagine that? Well, apes are extremely Stronger strong. Stronger than four men. Yes. That's a, that's a chimp. And a bonobo is a lion killer is what they call that. And so they were likely trying to get the strength and you know stamina of the ape with the brain of the human but what if they got the brain of the <laughs> ape with the stamina of the human i mean apes all <laughs> tries tries swinging in a tree and it's just on its back going man this stinks anyway. <laughs> i mean you just don't know what you're gonna get in the movie wanted the lead character used rats used rat bombs to defeat a league of assassins in their headquarters what was the movie wanted Rats. wanted was the movie wanted that was a movie right with uh yeah. angelina jolie i don't know if she's in that one ah i don't know rat bombs poor animals the u.s government was involved in using zombie type soldiers strapped with bombs during the vietnam days really that i'm gonna have to check out we do know that well the russia information that comes out of the ussr it's hard to tell if sometimes that's completely true because the USSR would release fake stuff to freak you out, just like China does today. Right. You know, or they would release stuff that they had dialed back. Sometimes it's like they'd play a game. Okay, this time everything we're releasing is going to look more extreme or, you know, or we're going to dial it back. And, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. So I don't know. But yeah uh well anyways thanks for watching and uh so we're gonna yeah be back next week hopefully we're back i don't know maybe we'll have to do radio free wasteland by next week maybe you know don't say that take it back <laughs> take it back <laughs> we'll have to do the show with smoke signals <laughs> go back to old stuff Anyways, thanks for joining us and uh have a great week. Yeah, we will uh we'll see you guys next week.